Well, the Colts fired their head coach. We thought that was going to be the big story. And then they named their interim head coach. That's the focus of today's TDN Daily. And welcome into the Tuesday edition of the TDN Daily Podcast. Hope everybody is having a great start to their Tuesday. Chris Schuber back with you once again. And we're wading into the waters of, of news, of breaking news, of major landmark NFL news. We don't necessarily always do that here on the TDN Daily Podcast. We try to take things a step further. But when the Colts fire Frank Reich as their head coach and then make Jeff Saturday the replacement, well, we're going to make an exception here on the show and dive into what this means for the future of the Indianapolis Colts. But before we do that, got to tell you about our friends over at Bet Online. Basketball is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all of your sports betting needs this season. And at Bet Online, you're always going to find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends. And they're your continued source for all your sports wagering information. They've got live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. They're the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events. You've heard me talk about this, the NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. So just do us a favor. Head on over to betaline.ag and join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. All you got to do is use your promo code BELIEF, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. And Regular listeners of the TD and Daily Podcast who happen to also cross over and be regular listeners of Draft Dudes. On today's Draft Dudes, you heard the live reaction to us because we recorded the show uh, on Monday morning in real time as we're doing the show. The news breaks that Frank Wright gets fired. So you hear our natural reactions to that. But what you don't hear in that episode, because it didn't happen until afterwards, was the announcement that Jeff Saturday was going to be named the interim head coach. And there are layers to this. There are different ways that we can attack this, and I think it's first, importantly, to talk about the decision to change uh, head coach in the first place, and that is to let go of Frank Reich. And, and listen, I, I, I come into this, and I think Frank Reich was a good coach. I think Frank Reich was dealt a bad hand. Just look at the quarterbacks that he – and listen, he's not blameless in this. I'm sure he had a say in the quarterbacks that were brought in. I'm sure he had a say in Carson Wentz being the quarterback. I'm sure he had a say in trading for Matt Ryan. He had a say in all of this, right? But at the end of the day, when you look at that quarterback position and what they did to have Andrew Luck in 2018 and then Andrew Luck retires, and that's not an excuse, just using it as a as a history point, and then to go to Jacoby Brissett and then to go to Phillip Rivers and then to go to Carson Wentz and then to go to – to now Matt Ryan and Sam Ellinger, yeah, you can understand why this was an organization, that this was a team that was in flux. They could never find an identity on offense because they were changing quarterbacks year in and year out. And I talked about this. I talked about the Indianapolis Colts and how Chris Ballard's indecisiveness with taking a quarterback and not wanting to start the clock on himself could ultimately be his demise. Now, if you listen to Jim Mercy in his conference where he uh, introduced uh, Jeff Saturday, it certainly seems that Chris Ballard's job is safe as of this moment. He made it very clear that that's not really a question right now, that Chris Ballard is more than likely going to be the GM in 2023. So we'll have to put a pin in that and save that for another time and see ultimately how things end in Indianapolis for the 2022 season. But Ballard didn't didn't go out and get in quarterback, and maybe Frank Reich didn't advocate for getting a young quarterback as hard as he maybe should have. And instead, they were left with this rotating carousel at quarterback and and look, to, to go 40-33-1, that was his record uh, with those quarterbacks. Man, I think he deserves a lot of praise. 
I think he deserves a lot of praise for being able to get that much out of this team. They were retooling the defense. They didn't have a lot of offensive weapons. Yeah, they had a good offensive line. Yeah, they found Jonathan Taylor recently, but they were a team that lacked an identity. I think they tried to have an identity, but with a, with older quarterbacks and constantly changing quarterbacks year in and year out, it's hard to consistently find that approach. It's hard to consistently put that in a year-out, year-out basis. And so I think Frank Reich was dealt a bad hand, but again, you change the quarterback, you change the OC, you make a lot of other changes after a while, you're going to be the next man up. And if Chris Ballard's job was really on the line and he did have to make a move in order to maybe buy himself some time and give himself an out, give himself an opportunity, then maybe Frank Reich did get kind of thrown under the bus here a little bit. Now, moving forward, look, I think Frank Reich is going to be, I think he'll get phone calls. I think he'll get interviews. I think he will get opportunities to try to interview for a job. I don't know if there's going to be a team that's going to be interested in taking a guy that was fired in Indianapolis and going to try to win a press conference with Frank Reich as their head coach, but it's not about winning the press conference. It's about getting a good man, a good leader, and a good coach into your building, and I think Frank Reich checks all three of those boxes. Now, what I will tell you is I think he makes a lot of sense as an offensive coordinator if a team brings in a young, first-year, first-time head coach that's on the defensive side of the ball, and they need a a smart, steady hand at uh, offensive coordinator. Listen, I'm an advocate for this. I will always be an advocate for this, and I think it's the thing that set Sean McVay up for success as a head coach in L.A. with the Rams, and so he's the example that I point to. When Sean McVay was hired as the head coach of the other Rams, didn't have head coaching experience, didn't have you know experience doing that job, and so what do they do? Also didn't have experience coaching anything as part of the defensive side of the ball. So what do they do with an offensive-minded head coach who's going to call plays and really be focused on that side of the ball? They brought in Wade Phillips to be the defensive coordinator, a guy who can master that side of the ball, can solely focus on that side of the ball, and oh, by the way, had been a head coach in this league, could help Sean McVay navigate some of those landmines along the way in his first year or two as an NFL head coach. So if I'm a team, and I'm a coaching candidate, and I'm on the defensive side of the ball, and I'm going to go to a place, and I get asked the question about who is somebody that I might have in mind as a potential staff opportunity to be my OC, man, Frank Reich's going to be at the top of that list guy who's been an offensive coordinator before, that's the side of the ball that he is a specialist in, has that head coaching experience that can help you through some of the, the game management decisions. Look, we, we see what that's done for Nathaniel Hackett in Denver, how not having that kind of experience on staff can come back to bite you. So I think he is going to be on the top of list and is going to be on the short list for teams that have OC openings, especially if a team has a first-time head coach that is a defensive-minded head coach. Because you bring in somebody that can specialize in the other side of the ball, man, I think you're setting yourself up for a great foundation and a great way uh, to set your first-year head coach up for success. So I would be an advocate for that. If you're looking at uh, D'Amico Ryans, uh, the 49ers DC, you're looking for any of these DCs in the league and you're going to bring them in as a head coach, man, Frank Reich might be somebody you want to make a call to uh, as your OC. Now we, we we go to probably the bigger part of this story, and I didn't think this was going to be the bigger part of the story because I didn't think this was going to happen, folks. I, you know, Jeff Saturday doesn't have any coaching experience whatsoever. It was coaching high school football. That's the coaching experience that he has. And yes, he's been on ESPN, and I, I like Jeff Saturday. I think he's a smart football man, a smart football mind, and, and I enjoy listening to him. And so I don't want this to come off as a, as a criticism of Jeff Saturday, but it's a criticism of the process that ultimately leads to 
Jeff Saturday being the head coach. And Ursay uh, kind of gave us a glimpse into that he wanted a, a voice from outside the building. And I don't know if that's an excuse uh, to try to justify the hiring after the fact or if that truly was the reason why Jeff Saturday uh, became the head coach. And I don't know if hearing that they tried to hire Saturday in the past to be an offensive line head coach is just a double down on the justification or if that it truly happened. I wouldn't be surprised if it did happen. Jeff Saturday, one of the best offensive linemen to ever play the game. Yeah, I kind of want that guy to be my own line coach and potentially move him through the coaching ranks. But if I'm Reggie Wayne, man, I'm kind of upset. I, I come onto the staff. I have one year of experience as the wide receivers coach. I'm in the Colts ring of honor, which apparently was a big deal to Jim Mercer wanting to bring in somebody that would, would be a win with the, with the fans. Man, I, I would, I would certainly want Reggie Wayne to get consideration and everybody on that staff got passed over. I just think of Re- Reggie Wayne because of the, the ring of honor connection that was pointed out because Jeff Saturday in the ring of honor, Jeff Saturday was there a week ago uh, when they had a ring of honor uh, ceremony and potentially that's when the gears for all of this started to turn and, and I just have so many questions. Who's going to call plays? Jeff Saturday's never done it. You know, Sam Ellinger is still the starting quarterback. I just, I just don't see how this isn't a scenario where Jim Irsay is trying to win the press conference and he's trying to give do something different and trying to give the fans something to be excited about in Jeff Saturday. But in fact, he's doing a lot of the opposite and he's creating more confusion. And hopefully, you can hear the confusion in my voice as I try to put my thoughts about this together because I don't feel great about it. I don't feel great about Jeff Saturday's ability to be a head coach. I, I, I don't really underestimate his ability to be a leader of men. He's played the game, has played it at a high level, has been in that building, has been in that locker room. And so I think he's going to be able to win a lot of players over, right? I, I really do think that that's going to be the case. But there are a lot of things about being a, a head coach that you don't necessarily think about. And for somebody who's never done it before, hasn't coached a single position at college, hasn't done anything in the NFL, hasn't done anything at all to be thrusted into this opportunity, to be thrusted into one of the 32 jobs in the National Football League, I think there's an immense amount of pressure on Jeff Saturday. And I really don't think he's in a position to succeed. Because I'll ask this rhetorical question to you listening to this because I don't have an answer to it. And I'll ask it out loud. And you're never supposed to ask a question that you don't know the answer to, but I'll do it here. What are the real ex- realistic expectations for the Indianapolis Colts the rest of the way? I mean, what what should we really expect from a team that has moved on to Sam Ellinger at quarterback, that has decided that Matt Ryan is no longer the future, that still doesn't have a long-term answer at quarterback, that still has a lot of other roster things that they need to figure out? They have a GM that doesn't want to draft a quarterback, a, a GM whose draft track record is kind of hit or miss right now. So what's the expectation? What is Jeff Saturday supposed to get out of this roster? Ursay says that he's hopeful that Jeff Saturday is here for these four games and beyond. But what kind of evaluation does that look like? What does Saturday have to do over the final eight games in order to earn him being the leading candidate? Because this isn't... Here's the interesting thing right here, folks. This isn't a... We are taking a guy that's on the staff and we're making him the interim head coach just because we need to get through the remainder of the season and then we'll do a full search here in the offseason and then we'll pick a guy and, and, and move forward. Right? This isn't Steve Wilkes taking over who's already on the Carolina Panthers staff who has head coaching experience taking over for Matt Rule. That's not what this is. This is somebody outside the building somebody who was not coaching elsewhere. This is somebody who was on ESPN. This is somebody who was not currently doing this anywhere else, and they plucked him, and they're plopping him down into this situation. And so this feels like Jim Irsay is doing this because Jeff Saturday is a long-term answer head coach for the Indianapolis Colts. And so the only way for us, the public, media, football fans, to judge this 
is off the next eight games. But you know, and I know, and everybody else in football knows, this Colts team's not going anywhere this season. They've completely bottomed out. They've made a change of quarterback. They can't do anything on offense. Sam Ellinger got sacked nine times on Sunday against the Patriots. So again, I go back to the rhetorical question I just asked. What are the realistic expectations for Jeff Saturday and this football team? And Jim Mercer has to defend the hire. I'm not going to criticize him for, for making the quote the quotes about, you know, talking about how he's fully experienced enough and fully capable. Jim Mercer can't go up there and say, you know what, you guys are right. I made a terrible, terrible mistake. This makes no sense. We're not going to do this anymore. Right? And I certainly kind of, the conspiracy uh, theorist in me kind of put the hat on when the press conference got delayed a couple of times. And I wondered if there was another Colts head coaching change where cold feet happened and somebody wasn't going to take the job. Right? I, I thought that, not from Saturday's perspective, but this time maybe from Mercer's perspective. But this is a weird, weird fit. This is a weird, weird situation. This is a weird, weird thing uh, for them to, to be going through. Because then Jim Mercer also talked about how, you know, Jeff Saturday doesn't have the, the fear. He doesn't have the, you know, the fear of some of these coaches in the league that have been in it for too long. They're afraid to make mistakes. They're afraid to make decisions. So they just trust analytics. They just trust, you know, some numbers and what the numbers tell them to do. And then that turned into a whole other thing. It's just, it's weird. It's bizarre. I, I feel like I'm playing a game of Mad Libs. Colts fired their head coach and replaced them with, and then insert former Colt here. I mean, play the game. Name the, name the Jeff Saturday. I saw somebody, and I forget, I would, or else I'll give them the credit. I saw somebody said, here's a free content idea for you. Name the Jeff Saturday hire for all the other 31 teams. I mean, it's a Mad Libs at this point. It's a joke. This is, just feels weird. It feels odd. And you're telling me that really at the end of the remaining eight games for the Indianapolis Colts, we're going to have a better feel about where they are as a team and a better feel of Jeff Saturday as a head coach? Come on. I think we all know that that's necessarily not going to be the case. So you make this move to potentially earn some sort of buzz if you're Jim Mersey, but I think it's all going to be gone by the time this is all over. I would love to know what the odds are that Jeff Saturday has to be the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts for next season because I would bet against that. I'd love to see if our friends over at Bet Online had a uh, odds to be the next Indianapolis Colts head coach, where where Jeff Saturday fits on that. And listen, Ursay says that Saturday is going to be the coach for the final eight games, and they're going to uh, conduct a, a search. But, quote, this is for eight games, hopefully more. So Jim Ursay is opening the door, opening the opportunity for Jeff Saturday to win this job moving forward. And, look, I, I it's, it's wild. It's crazy. Again, I'm still trying to... Find the words to to put all of this together because this came out of nowhere. Peyton Manning joked that you know he found out when everybody else did from Adam Schefter. It, it's just weird, and I, I feel for Colts fans because I don't know if you have a direction right now, and I don't know if you have a direction at head coach. I don't think you have a direction at GM. You don't have a direction at quarterback, and you have an owner who's weird, right? You have an owner who is odd. You have an an owner who does things differently, right? That's one thing I'll say about Jim Irsay is he does things differently and he's not going to do things the conventional way and this is certainly not the conventional way to go about because it would be very simple and very easy to be like, look, it's not working with Frank. It was time to move on. And you could see the writing on the walls. You could see that Frank Reich was teetering on being fired. So that part of the move doesn't shock me. Again, I think he got dealt a bad hand, but I'm not surprised that they made the decision. But, okay, let's promote somebody internally. Let's look at somebody on the staff here. Just give them an opportunity. And then at the end of the season, we'll conduct a search. And if you want to have Jeff Saturday as part of that search for whatever reason because you felt so compelled that he had to be named the interim head coach, okay, you do it then. But I don't know why you just thrust him in because it's a lose-lose. Nobody's going to win here. I don't. They're not going to go on an incredible run because Jeff Saturday is their head coach. It's just not going to happen. 
And maybe Ursay is trying to just use Jeff Saturday to be, potentially weed out uh, the information that he needs to gather in order to make the decision on who needs to come back and who doesn't. Maybe that's what he's doing. But boy, does it It just doesn't feel like anybody's going to win here. I don't think Jeff Saturday is going to win here. I don't think Chris Ballard is going to win here. I don't think the Colts are going to win here. And ultimately, I don't think the Colts fans are going to win here. This is just a lose-lose-lose across the board for the Indianapolis Colts. That being said, they're kind of must-see TV right now, right? you got to see what the first game looks like. You got to see what this looks like. Is they've got eight games to potentially showcase that they have it all right and we have it all wrong. And I don't know if that's necessarily going to be the case. So, it, it, what a weird day yesterday was with the news. The first uh, that that Frank Wright gets fired, that's not necessarily a surprise. But then the Jeff Saturday thing, I think, took this whole story, flipped it upside down, and unfortunately, Frank kind of became an afterthought because we were all focused on what did they just do? They did what? They hired who? They're doing what now? And I think that's where I still feel here, thinking about it all day, recording this show late at night, Monday night for you all folks on a Tuesday. I still feel up in the air about it because I just don't know where at the end of this rainbow over the next eight games that it's a good thing for the Indianapolis Colts. I just don't see how they gain any positives out of this, that they learn anything about any of the players on the roster, they learn anything about the coaching staff, they learn anything about Jeff Saturday, they learn anything about their organization. And I just think it is a waste. You've now decided that this season is gone because you made a change of head coach. You felt like you needed to do something. The remainder eight games of this season for the Indianapolis Colts need to be an evaluation period. You need to get definitive answers on things moving forward so that you can reset this team up for success over the next determined amount of time. Well, you want to set them up for the next five years, 10 years, 15 years, whatever the case may be. This is a evaluation period so you can decide this person in, this person out, this player in, this person out, this coach in, this this coach out. That's what this is supposed to be about over the next eight games, to get those answers and then decide, okay, am I keeping the GM? What am I going to do with head coach? What are we going to do with quarterback? You had an opportunity to completely clean the slate and get a lot of answers, and I just don't know if those answers are going to come. So we will see how this plays out. Uh, again, I think Frank Reich should be at the top of a uh, OC coaching candidate list here in the offseason. And for the Colts, hopefully you're able to get some of the answers that you need to find over the next eight games or else this move might just set you back even further in a situation that was already pretty far behind. Oh, and one more thing. This might be pretty harsh, but for the Las Vegas Raiders, a team that is in absolute disarray, you welcome this Indianapolis Colts team this Sunday. You welcome in a first-time head coach who's never done it at any level. You welcome in a team that's probably going to have somebody calling plays for the first time in their career. You blew another 17-point lead last week against the Jacksonville Jaguars. If there's a must-win that isn't really a must-win, it is this Sunday for the Las Vegas Raiders. Because if they don't get it done, if they find a way to lose this game against this coaching staff, against this team that is in complete disarray right now, What's that going to say about the Las Vegas Raiders? So just something to keep an eye on this Sunday as the Colts go to Las Vegas to take on the Raiders because if the Raiders find a way to lose this one, boy, are we going to have a lot more questions about the Raiders than we do everything I just said on this show about the Indianapolis Colts. That's going to do it for the Tuesday edition of the TDN Daily Podcast. As always, thanks to our uh, our friends over at Bet Online for their continued support of the show. Hope everybody has a great Tuesday. We'll talk to everybody tomorrow.